0: Hello, you're watching Proactive London. I'm joined by Callum Summerton. He's the CEO of Chill Brands. Callum, good to see you. Stephen, good morning. Good to see you. So, Callum, you've been very quick to come up with a response to the government's proposed ban on disposable vaping products. Does a proposed ban in its current form include any of the products you distribute? Yeah, so the
1: government's ban, uh, or proposed ban, I should say, is frustrating but not entirely surprising, and we, we have prepared ourselves. Um, the answer to your question is, at this stage, Uh, We don't exactly know what the ban will specifically include or not include. Um, We can take a good guess at that. Uh, But this is at the moment policy and PR as opposed to draft legislation. So we will have to wait and see. Um, But that being said, uh, regardless, we are already starting to, if we hadn't already, pivot ourselves and position ourselves within the market for a post-disposables landscape, uh, which we're now
0: sort of careering towards. I mean, you just say in the release uh, yesterday that you're accelerating the launch of a fully compliant, reusable pod system. Um, Would you have this in place in time, do you think? Yeah, certainly. And this was a direction that we were
1: moving in already. It will just move our timeline up a little bit Um, in terms of uh, in terms of the government's sort of response and when we now expect things to happen or not. Uh, We've seen that they will provide retailers with a six month sort of moratorium period once uh, any prohibition does come into effect. Uh, And we've also seen from the minister's sort of round robin yesterday morning uh, that they're expecting to kick off at the start of 2025. So there's a very long lead time on this. In the context of chill, you know, it wasn't all that long ago that we weren't, in fact, even a a vaping sort of facing company. And so uh, certainly we're agile enough to to pivot in that time. There is plenty of time.
0: I mean, you do say that an evolving landscape creates opportunities. So take us through some of the opportunities that you've identified.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, above all else, there is uh, obviously a clear opportunity to bring to market a product that is totally compliant, uh, that is reusable, rechargeable and that contains a degree of novelty. Uh, that novelty for us is, is a focus on actually helping people to quit nicotine, to quit tobacco, rather than just keeping them sort of hooked in a cycle of addiction. And so we'll be revealing much more about the products that we intend to place onto the market in due course. Uh, but beyond that, I do think that this is a, a sort of watershed moment for the industry. We will see, um, albeit that you know the government's measures, I think, are, un- are likely to have the unintended consequence of supporting a black market in disposable vapes, in the legitimate market, uh, I fully anticipate that we will see certain brands that are perhaps only interested in turning a quick buck uh, and moving on, leaving the market, while those that uh, are interested in longevity, building a
0: business and building a brand will will stay in place. Takala, so do you think that the prohibition is a blunt instrument? You mentioned it could create a black market and a disposable vapes. And do you think it could also drive people back to tobacco? I think that is absolutely
1: the risk. And that's what we've seen advocated from the likes of Action on Smoking and Health England. It's what we've seen from the UK Vape Industry Association. Um, But it also echoes what we've seen from studies by University College London. They've recognised that a ban on disposable vapes, uh, you know, it is a blunt instrument and it will likely affect millions of UK adults, both smokers and existing vapers who uh, are then at risk of sort of recoursing to tobacco. So it is a very dangerous uh, world. Already, we see that sort of 50% of the vapes uh, or disposable vapes sold in the UK are done so through illicit markets. Uh, and the challenge is, of course, that actually the people who are buying these products as retailers uh, are the same retailers that are quite happy uh, to sort of unscrupulously sell the products to perhaps minors, not perform the relevant age gating. And so if anything, this compounds the problem, Uh, you cannot truly regulate uh, a a product that is banned, Uh, you can't have that sort of dual track, it's either a ban or regulation, Uh, we need to
0: choose the most effective path, it seems that at the moment, the government's not doing that. In the meantime, though, as you develop your new products, um, all your existing products still for sale in the US and the UK?
1: Very much so. Yes. Yeah, they'll continue to be sold in the US and the UK. We will continue to build our market in the United States, uh, select European countries and and elsewhere as well. So this is but one jurisdiction for us. Uh, and at the same time as well, um, you know, we, we have the other side to our business chill.com, which we will continue to develop and obviously sits outside of the vaping world and so is, is insulated from all of this as well.
0: Well, Callum, I hope you'll keep us posted on any progress. Thank you very much for speaking with us today. Thanks very much, Stephen. Cheers. Adam Summerton, CEO of Chill Brands.